Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. It's the podcast where we study the Bible. We're working our way through the book of 2 Corinthians. Today is episode 472. We're looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 12 through 15. Let's read our passage. Since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness. We're not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from gazing steadily until the end of the glory of what was being set aside. But their minds were hardened, for to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. It is not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. Yet still today, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. This is Second Corinthians. This is a letter Paul sending to the church in Corinth. He's in Macedonia, and he has linked up with Titus, who has returned from carrying the tearful letter down to Corinth, which laid out the, the challenges from Paul's previous visit there, where, where there was a considerable opposition against Paul, and the entire church was complicit in it one way or another. And Paul sent the tearful letter to challenge them on their behavior, and Titus now responding that they responded well, that the majority of the church is on board with him now. But there is a significant minority who are not yet with him. And that's the purpose of 2 Corinthians, to try and win over that remaining group. And he's sending 2 Corinthians with Titus back to Corinth. He's arguing in this section here about his overall ministry and what it's about, where he had been talking about his personal travel plans and why he didn't visit them. And he's been giving us hints of the group of opposition who seem to be outsiders coming into Corinth, and they're what we call Judaizers. They're claiming that you must become a Jew in order to be a Christian. And so Paul has been talking about the Old Covenant versus the New Covenant. Last time we looked at verses 7 through 11, and we said the key word there was glory, because it appeared 11 times in that little segment he was really contrasting the glory of the new covenant versus the glory of the old covenant, that the new covenant was more glorious and has superseded the old covenant, even though it did come in glory. I was continuing to make this contrast between the new covenant and the old covenant. Primarily here, he's talking about the limitations of the old covenant, because that's what these Judaizers are trying to convince the people of Corinth to do is to align themselves with the Old Covenant. Paul's message is, well, the Old Covenant has been superseded by the New Covenant. So his message to the Corinthians is don't fall into alignment with the Old Covenant when it's already been superseded by the New Covenant. You're already in the New Covenant, which has replaced the Old Covenant. Verse 12, he says, since then we have such a hope, we act with great boldness. By such a hope, he's referring back to the section that we went over last time, that this new covenant is greater glory than the old covenant, and that's the hope. And because of that, we act with great boldness. Now by hope here, he means confidence. We have the confidence in the truth of this and can count on it. It's not a wishful thinking, it's solid confidence based upon the promises of God. In verse 13, we are not like Moses, who used to put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from gazing steadily 
until the end of the glory of what was being set aside. Now we talked last time about Moses putting the veil over his face. We see that in Exodus 34. When Moses came down from Mount Sinai, his face glowed and everyone was afraid of him. So it says he told them about the covenant they received on Mount Sinai and then put a veil over his face. Then every time he would go into the tent of meeting to meet with God, he took the veil off. When he came out, he was glowing and he put the veil on. Here he's speaking directly of the veil that Moses wore. Now, just as glory was the key word last time, veil is the key word this time. Because from here through verse 18, we have six usages of veil, either as veil or unveiled. So it's a key word here where glory last time and the issue there was the glory of the new covenant is greater than the glory of the old covenant. The glory of the old covenant has faded and passed away. So here, veil is talking about that masking of the glory of the old covenant. Moses wore this veil to mask that glory because the people couldn't handle it. So we're not like that. Moses who put that veil over his face so that they couldn't gaze steadily until the end of the glory of what was being set aside. Now, this is a, this section here is difficult to translate, and translators admit this is difficult to, to translate. But the best understanding here is, well, what was being set aside? The glowing of Moses' face? I don't think that's what he's referring to here. He's referring to the Old Covenant. And that's been his argument through this, is the Old Covenant was being set aside by the New Covenant. And that he wore the veil so they couldn't see the glory of the Old Covenant, even though it was just temporary in nature. Now, verse 14, he adds, but their minds were hardened. Now, here he's got to be referring to sin. Often he talks about hardened hearts, but he also uses minds being hardened. And he uses them somewhat interchangeably because he refers to hearts in verse 15, but their minds are being hardened by sin. Now remember the golden calf incident. When Moses was on Mount Sinai receiving the law from the Lord, the people said, well, where'd Moses go? We kind of lost track of him. Do you think he's coming back? Well, maybe he's not. Well, maybe we better make some gods ourselves. So Aaron said, give me your gold. And Aaron made the golden calf. And so when Moses comes down from Mount Sinai, here's the people dancing around worshiping the golden calf. That's how sinful they were. They were at Mount Sinai with Moses right up the mountain from them, receiving the law from God. And they're down there worshiping a golden calf. That's how bad off they were. That shows the hardening of their hearts, the hardening of their minds. That's part of why the veil was necessary. They couldn't bear to see the glory, even though it was just via the face of Moses. Their sinfulness prevented them from being able to see the glory of the Lord. For to this day, at the reading of the Old Covenant, the same veil remains. So now he's bringing it to modern day. Well, modern day for them. Paul's saying that 
You go into the local synagogue anywhere, and as the law is being read, that same veil remains. What veil is he referring to there? The hardness of hearts, the hardness of the minds from sin. Sinfulness prevents the people from seeing the glory of the Lord through the Old Covenant, prevents them from obeying the Old Covenant. The sin stands as that barrier between people and the Lord. And just as they couldn't really look at Moses then, they really can't see what's in the law now because of that sinfulness. That same veil remains. So we had the veil in verse 13, the literal veil that Moses wore. Now in verse 14, it talks about that same veil. Here he's using it kind of metaphorically as the barrier. Then he adds, it is not lifted because it is set aside only in Christ. And actually here we have another veil word because not lifted literally means unveiled. So that veil is still there preventing them from seeing the covenant of God. And the only thing that takes that veil away, the only thing that lifts that veil is Christ. So until you come to Christ, you're still in that situation of having a hardened heart, a hardened mind, unable to see the covenant of God. Verse 15, yet still today, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. He's basically repeating what he had said earlier, that you go to the synagogue, they're reading the law of Moses, there's still that veil over their hearts because of their sinfulness, their inability to actually comprehend the covenant of God. And the solution, as he said in verse 14, was it's only set aside in Christ. So his argument to the, the people is, the Judaizers are saying, come embrace Judaism. And Paul's saying, well, the Jews are, what they're trying to do is veiled already. They're trying to follow a law that they really can't comprehend because they're all under veils. Uh, their hearts are veiled because of their sin. And they're, this veil is between them and the truth that they can't comprehend. And so while the Judaizers are saying, come, come be Jews, Paul's saying, well, the Jews actually are, are missing it. And Christ has come to rescue them from living in that condition of not even being able to fully comprehend the covenant of God. So he's been making this contrast between the, the old covenant, that is the law from Moses, and the new covenant, faith in Jesus Christ and salvation by grace. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through 2 Corinthians.